Welcome back to the podcast, and as always, let's get straight into it. Last episode, we discussed almost completing the foundation and with the intention of building some pillars today on that and discussing some of the cornerstones of identity. However, I, I want to take a step back and I want to provide some of you, and including myself, with another approach to this. My approach, as you all can see, is a lot of contemplation, a lot of deep thinking and questioning and um, more questions than answers, really. But I wanted to provide those of you who do want to go on a similar journey with some tips that you guys can do to get you at least on the same page or chapter, because I do want everyone or some people to get something out of it. and hopefully me too. So get out a piece of paper or get your notes on your phone out, whatever, uh, whatever's your style. We're going to focus on three quick tips for today and we're going to briefly introduce tomorrow's topic because it's a heavy one. First up is to list your strengths. And that is the first one because it is the easiest one for us to do. Uh, We are very aware of what we are good at. Every human being is. No matter how humble you are, you definitely always know everything that you're good at, which is the complete opposite with weaknesses. So we start with strengths. Write a list of everything that, you know, and and make sure it's valid. Don't don't just say write something because you think of it. Make sure that it's the reality that someone else has confirmed this or that you've, you know, multiple times throughout your life, it's consistent. As long as it's consistent, it can be on this document. And the second, well, part B of step one is to also write down what you struggle with, which are, you consider weaknesses, but I don't want to consider them weaknesses. That term can be very close to the word failure in a sense. How weaknesses can be, be turned into strength so we're just going to go with the term what you struggle with and if you need to go ask someone next to you or a family member or a significant other or a friend just be like hey what do you think I struggle with that works to just make sure that it's not a toxic relationship and make sure that you know they've been in your life a long time once you have that done your second step is to identify core values now people get values mixed up with belief uh, values are what you believe in. I know it's weird. Um, we think that beliefs would be that, but values are actually what you believe in, in life. And it's mostly big term, you know, society, society topics. Um, those can mean equality, maybe money, integrity, family. So think about if you've ever approached into a relationship, when you ask someone what their belief is, they're not going to mention any of these, right? Because these are values. We value money. We value someone who has integrity, someone who is humble. Um, And so write a list of those. But it's also important for this step to talk to someone who doesn't have the same beliefs as you, whether it's a friend that you don't always agree with, or even a coworker that you guys are the complete opposite and you know you don't really enjoy talking to them more than five minutes 
really go talk to them and see some of their values because it could really enlighten you about the way that you've accepted some values fully. And values differ. You know, we can talk about equality and we can have 10 people in a room um, and everyone believes this, believes in equality but believes in a different type of equality. Uh, just like money, we can all value money, but people value it differently. Some people value it in the form to go ahead and spend it because it makes them happy. And some people value money for security. Um, and so they'd want to save. And they'd get the more inexpensive option. And so, you know, even when it comes to integrity, it just, it's it's very, what's the word? It's not biased. It's, it's um, kind of like, it's different for each person. I can't find the right word for that one. And the third step is to write down what your beliefs are. Now, beliefs are really your perceptions in life. Um, and you end up accepting them as truth. Now, the cool thing about beliefs is that they actually truly shape our experience and therefore um, impact our openness. Beliefs are different than values because beliefs really like in in their core function they impact our actions and they impact not just you know big choices in life but actions day to day you know uh what you choose choose to have for dinner who you choose to surround yourself with um i mean just minute decisions day to day uh and and values although impact that they they exist on a, on a higher level, which is, um, you know, the the big moments in your life where you're trying to choose a partner or you're trying to relocate and you're trying to see what your values are versus what your beliefs are. And so they're all important. It's just a matter of recognizing them. I do believe that this list will help both myself and everyone trying to make um to to start this process to initiate it because it at least gives us the base of what we know i mean i you can go to anyone right now and you can ask you know any of these three and they they have some knowledge so it's a good starting point for beginners or for people like myself who have a lot on their mind and it's it's hard for me to pinpoint always pinpoint a thought or a process and so starting from the base and building up from it is very important and so if any of you would like to share um share this list please let me know i am i have not written mine actually so i will be writing mine uh and i probably will not share it but um should be interesting all of these three can limit you and they make they can do the complete opposite. They can help you thrive. It's all about how well you know it and they change throughout life, right? Throughout all the different roles that you're going to take on from the moment that you're born um, till the end, it they change and they can limit you and they can help you thrive and you just have to stay at them. Next episode... Uh, we're going to do an introduction today, and uh, we're going to go full on to discuss personality. 
and it'll be kind of not necessarily a skewed perspective but we always you know with each, with each topic we kind of pick a philosopher or even a psychologist to to spend time discuss, discussing because uh, I do like to read about stuff it's not it's not just my thoughts or my opinions um, you know, if you guys remember Strawson, it was someone who was the complete opposite of me. And I, um, if you guys recall saying, I want to do more of that, of talking with people, of reading about people and then reading things that other people write that I might not agree with. And so it's been a challenge to find those just because of right now with everything, social media or even everything, Google they really just give you more of what you want. And so it's 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 getting harder <laughs> to find people that I might not necessarily talk to or might have different opinions, but I will definitely not give up. Tomorrow is is not someone that I disagree with regarding psychology or personality. It's actually someone who I listen to quite often and I've taken this test. And so we'll discuss him tomorrow and I'll even share my results of the test and if you guys want to take it too. Let's do a quick summary description of the five. The first one that it measures is extroversion and the cool thing about this one is it measures two aspects of each trait. For example, extroversion it measures enthusiasm, so uh, being how spontaneous um, and engaged you are. And it also measures assertiveness uh, which relates to social dominance um, and how expressive and verbal you are in, in the external world. The second trait is neuroticism. And on this test, um, they use uh, withdrawal, so the tendency to avoid in, in the face of uncertainty when you're scared or you're nervous what do you do and volatility which is tendency to become irritable and upset when things go wrong and just reading that sentence gave me anxiety because I um man I I run the opposite way when that stuff happens the third trait is agreeableness which is my safe haven it's literally where I live and that measures um first compassion um, so how empathetic you are to the experience and the emotion of others. Um, I basically go live in the world. And it also measures politeness, um, which is self-explanatory. The fourth is conscientiousness. Um, they measure that through how industrious you are. Um, so your, your ability to engage um, in sustained goal-directed effort. Are you goal-oriented and how hard do you go at it? And it also measures that trait through um, orderliness, which is the tendency to schedule, organize, and systemize. And last but not least is uh, the trait called openness to experience, which obviously will measure openness, how creative you are, um, and your aesthetic sensitivity, and it also measures um, intellect under that trait, which is your interest in abstract concepts and ideas. Um, if just reading from those, I would 
really say for myself and I hope that you guys can just from here um I would try to measure myself before I take the test and I try to do that just to see how well I know myself I would say that I'm I'm gonna get really low numbers on extroversion because I'm not assertive um that is actually something that I'm struggling with in every aspect of my life I am enthusiastic but I'm not assertive so I'd probably get like a zero out of that so definitely not high in extroversion definitely not high in neuroticism because I well I guess I would be high in neuroticism because I would withdraw a lot um I like I do want to avoid uncertainty and risk um agreeableness like I said that's just home conscientiousness that's also home um, openness to experience, that's a 50-50, so we'll, we would see how, I guess I am creative, so maybe I'd get a couple points for openness, um, and I'm interested in abstract concepts and ideas, but, you know, so I, I might get maybe an 80, 75, 80 on those, um, I, if, if you guys could, I would just listen back to that description of each and kind of give yourself a number, maybe out of 10, each and, and then um, perhaps tomorrow we can all take the test again and figure out where we land. I do want to tackle personality first because it's just what everyone knows. Um, like whenever someone kind of says, tell me about you, you know, you know, we first want to run and talk about our favorite things, but it's also kind of like the second or the third. It's one of the main things that we talk about, which is, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? What do you like to do for fun? And so, like I said, what's interesting is that extroversion, neuroticism, agreeableness, conscientiousness, and openness to experience, those are all things that impact every single part of your life from the moment uh, you were born till now, and they will continue to uh, impact it. So that's why I really like the five um, major personalities, uh, traits, tests, and um, I can't uh, wait till tomorrow.